Welcome to the Let That Go Show with Kasira McKee and Richard Skipper. This show is based on Kasira's book, Let That Go, where she guides people in completely blessing and releasing people, places, and all kinds of things. Kasira and Richard share personal insights and experiences based on concepts in Kasira's book with guests and you, their co-hosts. Are you ready to let that go? Let's go. Hello, Richard. How are you? This oh, Richard, where are you? Richard, Richard. I'm here in the, I'm wearing my uh, butterfly costume. Oh, yes. We're in the enchanted forest tonight. I'm a unicorn and you're a butterfly. A you're butterfly. an electric butterfly. I'm an electric butterfly. Here we are. <laughs> <laughs> and Carol's, Carol's in the back with her. Can you see Carol? Yes, here we are. Sitting. With her light up. Carol's got her light up horns on in the back. Yes. My wings, my wings, my wings. I'm going to turn the lights on. Take flight. Yes. So we've got a little bit more light there. I told, I told him it's the Liberace electric butterfly in the Enchanted it's Forest. The Liberace electric butterfly look. Yeah. Here we are tonight. How are you? I am very happy to be here. Thank you. I am very happy to be here as well. We're getting uh, into some really juicy stuff this month, and it's really fun. I'm loving it. And... I love the fact that you have sent me a complete outline uh, all the way into December. Yeah, all the way through December. Uh, yes, so we've made a commitment to each other. Yep, you don't want to miss the shows going forward. It's a lot of juicy topics about holidays, getting through the holidays, traditions, uh, you know, what we desire versus what everybody expects of us, you know. Stress versus being uh, having overcommitted ourselves, all kinds of stuff. Absolutely. So uh, Natasha is saying that she is seeing a lot of comments, but mo uh, ninety percent of them are spam. Uh, so I am. Uh, I don't see them where I am. So I don't know how you're seeing them. I change things uh, a little bit in order to leave a comment. People have to be a subscriber. Okay. Because we were we were getting some weird comments the other night, but tonight we're going. That was, that was actually kind of funny. <laughs> <laughs> I'm not gonna lie; it was to me it was. Oh funny, well, it's okay. It's all right. It's all right. There are people out there. If it makes them happy, I'll let go of feeling anything towards them. But tonight yeah. we're going to be talking about a very uh, unique uh, topic: uh, letting go of the evil within us. Uh, and uh, all of us have that. Uh, some people miss it more than others. Um, what triggers it the most with you, Kasira? There's nothing that triggers it. I mean, it's it's a it's a human thing. We're human beings. Uh, we all we all feel anger. Mm -hmm. We feel, you know, in the book, I named the eight basic feelings that the psychological world recognizes as feelings. And only one of them is considered positive. Think about that for a minute. I also state in the book that between 70 and 80 something percent of our thoughts are negative. Mm -hmm. Think about that. Wow. So, <clears throat> so, where, do you, so where do you think the quote unquote darkness comes from? You know? I'm going to leave the screen for a moment. I'm going to turn it over to you. Uh -oh. I'm going to go over to YouTube and I'm going to see what, uh, uh, what uh, Natasha is referring to. Uh, so it's all yours oh. for a few moments. Da, 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 da. Hi, everybody. Uh, okay, so 
what gave me this idea is not only where, you know, we, people love to be scared in October. I don't know what it is. I guess, I guess it's the one month where society gives all of us the permission to be scared, but who's not, what's not scary about the world every day. Uh, I, it is a known fact that we all have uh, what, when Buddhism, we call it innate darkness. It's something that is, I don't, I don't like the word normal. I don't use it anymore because who's to say what's normal these days anymore. Uh, it's, it's typical for everyone and everything to have a dark side. You know, even the sweetest dogs in the world, like little puppies and kitties get upset, get mad at us. You know, so we, we all have that within us. Um, what I'd like to talk about it to, tonight is, Instead of running from it, hiding from it, denying it, you know, uh, sweeping it under the rug, you know, you know, vampire, um, embracing it, embracing our dark side. That means jumping in head first, looking at it, looking at it from this angle, looking at it from this angle, looking at it straight ahead, from above, from below. Oh, it looks interesting from this angle. Oh, that looks interesting. Well, that looks interesting. We we all have that in us. And if we the here's the here's the here's a beautiful step towards healing that is recognizing it in the first place. When it when it occurs, when we create it, uh when we're thinking it, when we're feeling it, when we're speaking out of it, when we're acting on it, the first thing is to just notice it, is just to be aware. The awareness of it is where it all starts. Oh. You know, you know, when I'm working my civilian job, I get angry. I get I get frustrated. I get really frustrated and frustrated is really a combination for me of anger and disappointment and sometimes sadness. Uh, and uh, I catch myself. I actually for the first time in months had to apologize. I felt moved to apologize to somebody yesterday who snapped at me and I snapped back, which is which is not who I am now. Yet I did that in order to clear the karma, cancel, clear the karma, yet also take responsibility for it. Mm-hmm. Um, you know, I work in the medical industry and man, is it tough sometimes. It's, I'm not going to lie to you. It's tough. However, I caught it immediately and apologized for it. So mm-hmm. what, I, what, but you said, what's my innate darkness? No, I really? asked what, uh, I asked what we, the trigger was. There, I don't call, I don't, I don't have triggers. Some people may have them. I don't really have the triggers for innate darkness. It just comes from usually a thought and then a feeling. It's a thought and a feeling. Uh, and it's typically when I'm overcommitted in something, when I'm just way overcommitted. I, if you know, I don't like the word overwhelmed mm-hmm. or stressed out. Mm-hmm. It's, I'm overcommitted. I know I've over, if I get to those points, I know I've overcommitted myself. And that was what happened yesterday. I was just completely overcommitted. And to be honest with you, I was drowning in the environment's negativity. I was drowning drowning in the negative energy of the environment. I mean, I had, I was, uh, I was imploding from the negative energy around me. I mean, it was heavy and it was just coming down on me like because you know as an energy person i feel it a lot more than some other people and uh yeah so it really it's being 
overcommitted in an environment that is just just flooded with negative energy. Mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. I mean, we're all human. And but do you feel that uh, by responding the way that you responded, uh, do you feel upset about the fact that you responded the way you did? I did at the moment. Yes, I did. And I apologize for it. And I feel a whole lot better for it now because I, I caught it like that. And I and I made amends immediately. Now, last week, we talked about letting go of negative people and situations. Mm -hmm. So I want to back up for just a moment. This person that snapped at you, were they just being a negative person or did they have a right to snap at you? Um, you know, they, they were caught. They were caught up in the same negative moment in the environment. Now, may I ask, was this someone that you work with or was this uh -huh. someone I work with? That's okay. all I'm going to say. Mm -hmm. uh, yet, you know, she's in the environment as well. And when I apologize and said, I'm, I'm not that person, I, there's a deeper I'm, I'm getting to something here. You guys just just be patient mm -hmm. with me and give me a minute. Uh, when I said to her that is not who I am. And she hugged me and she said, it's okay. It, but here's what's so easy to say for most people. Just don't let those, don't let people get to you. Mm -hmm. I'm an empath. <laughs> but every, I feel everything, you know, I feel and when it's really, 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 um, she wasn't being disrespectful. She, she had a trigger reaction and then I had a, I had a, I had a, a, a reply. And well, then when I, well, let me finish Richard. When I said, that's, that's not who I am. Well, guess what? There must be something like that in me or I wouldn't have done it. That's my point. That's my point. There is something like that in me. There, there is, I I'm, I'm, you know, I'm a human being. I do the work that I do and I teach people how to let stuff go yet. Uh, I still, I still have my moments. Mm -hmm. And so it was better for me to accept responsibility for my side of it. Um, now I didn't get an apology, but I wasn't looking and I wasn't looking for one. Mm -hmm. It wasn't necessary. What was necessary was for me to clear the karma I had just created with this person and clear it up. It was really important to energetically clear it up. It didn't matter. It didn't matter if I got anything from her. It was nice of her to be so kind about it. Yet mm -hmm. I, I thought, oh, isn't it interesting? We're doing this show tomorrow. And look what I just did. Look what I just co-created. Hmm. I want to what go about to, you? What about you, Richard? I want to go to the far extreme with this scenario, if I may. Um, years ago... <laughs> Uh, there was a road rage incident where a woman was, this was in Mississippi or Alabama. It was on the news. It was a major story at the time. This woman was cut off on the road. Uh, the woman flipped to the bird and then, but she, it, it escalated and it escalated in a really bad area. Mm -hmm. And this woman uh, that was cut off uh, reached into her glove compartment, pulled a gun and shot this woman and killed her. That happens her. a lot. Mm -hmm. Killed her. Mm -hmm. And she was there when the police arrived. And she said, I've never done anything like this in my life. Uh, I just was pushed over the edge and, uh, I, re and I reacted. Um, that's why I always say, uh, and 
this is Richard Skipper talking, and I'm not putting my beliefs on anyone else. When someone says that the only thing that separates a bad person with a gun is a uh, a good person with a gun. Uh, yeah. If we lived in a society where everybody had guns. I mean, we're fighting right now in New York City uh, that Times Square is a no gun uh, zone. Mm -hmm. And, uh, but the attorney general uh, is fighting this and judges are fighting this, saying that people should be able to carry a gun. And Times Square, even right now, you bump into somebody and they're going to react in a way that is may not be who they really are. Uh, that evil uh, force has come out oh all of a sudden. And they've, but once you have reacted in that way, um, it's hard to turn back the pages. Luckily, in your situation, it was nothing more than an argument. Uh, because an argument, you do have the ability to say, "I'm sorry, I'm going to pull back." I, I, I don't, I don't, I don't say I'm sorry because I don't like the word sorry. I like the word apologize. Mm -hmm. But you apologized. I did. I apologized. You had, you had the option to do that. There are some people who are so stubborn and stuck in their ways that they will say, "I'm not going to apologize. I haven't done anything to apologize." Oh, absolutely. Yeah, and people get. I've I've counseled people on road rage. I I healed myself of road rage long ago. I taught myself how to be more patient and understanding and compassionate on the road. Because people, guess what? They'll do that here in Santa Fe. People get run over. I mean, other drivers just get mad at each other just for no reason. Just just they just mad. It doesn't have to in, involve any other gestures or anything. They just get mad and hit people and you know, wave guns at people. Wow. You know, it's and but um. Yeah, road rage is uh, rampant in our. It's rampant all over the world. Let's face it, and it can. It's dangerous, and it's from people being a addicted to being right, b determined to get their way, no matter how many other people are on the street with them, but also them feeling like they also feeling entitled. Yet I, when people, when when drivers get mad at each other, they think that the other person is feels entitled. It's this. It's this war of entitlement on the road. I I, I remember well, I've been chased. I was chased by a woman in Dallas in her car because I got I put my signal on. She was not right next to me. I pulled over. She decided to speed up so I couldn't pull over. I didn't see her and then chased me around White Rock Lake because I almost hit her. <laughs> It's crazy. And I just let go of that. Let, lady, let go and get on your merry way. Um, so my question, Richard, is what about you? I mean, I know you. You know, we all get angry about things. We all have feelings about things. What about you? Have you had a moment lately where what was kind of uh, maybe a darker side of you or something negative within you that you had to get a hold of or uh, needed to get a grip on? On a daily basis. Okay. Next. <laughs> no, I, I am no. I'm serious. I um. I. I. I don't. I, I mean, uh, it's very interesting because uh, Howard made a comment uh, a, a few moments ago, and he said uh, that he's never seen that side of me. Um, I present an image to the world, to my friends, to everybody who knows me. 
that everything is always hunky dory. Mm-hmm. And I, there have been moments where I have uh, retreated rather than to uh, say what's really on my mind, what I'm feeling or something, because what good is that going to do uh, in the scheme of things? I don't want to be a doormat, but by the same token, uh, I feel that it's it's never it's not where I want to go. Right. And as a result of that, if something really gets under my skin and I acknowledge it on social media or something, um, it lights up like a Christmas tree. But there's something that I want to say uh, to everybody here because Natasha um, made a comment and I'm going to bring it on camera. Uh, but my problem is even if I'm in the right, I apologize. And that is something that I am guilty of as well. Uh, but I think that because of the way that I present myself to the world, uh, if I do write something that's under my skin or something, um, alarm bells go off. People call me going, are you okay? Is this, you know, why would you post something like this? Uh, uh, not to attack someone, but just to say what I'm feeling and something that I want to say to every single person who's watching here right now, feelings are real. And if you're feeling something, um, whether the other person is in the right or the wrong or in neither of those places, um, you, if you're feeling a certain feeling, those feelings are real. What gets me and talking about, I mean, those of us, I think I can only speak for myself. I can't even speak for you, Kassara. But the fact is that I'm strong enough to be able to say, okay, I'm not going to engage in this. I'm going to walk away from it. I'm going Mm -hmm. to not let it escalate. But a lot of people don't have that power. And right now, we've talked about this as well. The crime rate in New York City has escalated to an alarming rate. I know Uh, that. People are being killed on the subway. I mean, the idea of even getting on a subway now is something that petrifies me. Um, and you never know uh, wh- when you're sitting in a movie theater or at a, I had a guy when we went to see Lincoln and he was like, had one of these cellophane bags full of candy or something. And he was constantly like, and and I finally, after like 25 minutes of this, said, are you going to eat through the entire show? And it said, ah! It set him off. I mean, I Danny and I moved because we were afraid this guy was going to attack one of us. And I, I hate to say this, but as a gay couple going out in public in certain places, that triggers people uh, with anger sometimes. Uh, I mean... I have not really been a you know, victim of that, but I've heard of stories from many people where that has happened um, or disliking someone because of their skin color or because they're wearing a hajib or something. You know, it people need to live and let live as long as it's not hurting other people. Well, that's easy to say, Richard. I know it is. I know it because is. Because people of specific beliefs often feel that everybody else who doesn't believe what they believe or practice their religion is hurting the planet. It's true. 
Um, there's something I want to read from my book, everybody who has it, anybody who has it. The the book, I, I write why we hold on to thoughts and feelings. It starts on page 88, and I think we should look at this tonight while we're talking. Uh, but on page 94, um, I talk about my father saying that he's not sentiment, he's not sentimental. <laughs> he's objective. It's a very funny conversation. It's true conversation. I I quote him almost word for word. And he knows he's read it. Uh, I write on page 94, the key is to be mindful and to catch our negative thoughts and feelings before they lead to negative beliefs, actions, and language. Here's the thing. Um, we might want to, while we're sitting here, we might want to look at the anatomy of an apology. Because if we're apologizing when we really don't feel it's necessary, that's martyring ourselves. And that's just a big old no-no. Mm -hmm. mm -hmm. We just can't, we, we, to be healthy, we cannot, when we do that, we're accepting responsibility for the other person, person's actions and energy. And it's not helping them at all. It's not assisting them at all in their growth. Here, I, I believe that if I feel, um, you know, I've told, I've told you, we've, we've talked about things like this before, mm -hmm. things that happen with, things that occur with other people um, that, you know, they have their thoughts and feelings about something and especially about something we believe. And, you know, I, I told you, remember I had a friend that got mad at me because I got back, remember back in the pandemic, I got vaccined and she wouldn't. And I said, you can't come in my home. Mm -hmm. You just can't. I'm not letting yeah, you, anybody who's, yes. anybody who's not been vaccinated cannot come in my home. And she didn't speak to me for months. Well, and I wanna, I wanna and higher, hang on, hang on. I did not apologize to her. I never apologized to her. And finally, one day, months later, we we're hanging out again. We're friends again because I I just I I was really concerned about her. And uh, I left a note on her door, and I just said, you know, how are you? Oh, how are you? You know, I didn't have her. She changed her number. I didn't have it. She called me and apologized to me and I didn't say anything. I said, well, thank you. That's nice. But I didn't say thank you so much. Like I was waiting for it or, you know, I didn't say, oh, that's not necessary. I didn't say anything. We it, it, just as we deserve. We deserve the space and the opportunity to apologize for something we think we need. We must apologize for. It's only fair that we give other people the space and the time and the energy to apologize if they feel it's necessary and not jump in the way of it. You know, the worst thing, I think the worst thing we can say to someone who's apologizing to us is, oh, that's okay. Oh, don't worry about it. Oh, because that totally negates their apology. Right. And you know, one of, one of my least favorite phrases in the world, and I didn't put it in the book and I should have is, well, I'm sorry if I, if I upset you. Or, oh, I'm sorry if I made you mad. Well, you you didn't make me mad. You didn't upset me. That's how I processed it. And here's why. Here's why. I felt your words hurtful. I felt they were hurtful. Yet you didn't hurt me. It's the way I processed it. What I'm concerned about is why you came at me like that. Ah, good. Good point. That's the concern. Mm -hmm. It's mm -hmm. not whether or not you did something wrong and I got upset about it. It's why it's, why did you come at me like that? Why did you say that? 
Why do you think that about me? What, what, why do you believe that about me? Why couldn't you hear my side of it without fighting to be addicted to being right about your side of it? That's the real conversation here. Well, it's I'm the gonna... anatomy of a disagreement. It's the anatomy of opposing beliefs and thoughts and, and feelings. And, you know, why can't we have a conversation about that? Uh, I brought Lisa's comment on camera. Uh, okay. I was physically assaulted in May, and the person who did it refused to apologize or even acknowledge anything he did. How do I move past the humiliation and anger? You answer that, and then I've got something that I want to say about this as well. Uh, well, first of all, is was it a legal thing? Could you report it to the police? Did you take legal action? That's the first thing. Mm-hmm. You know, the 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 so, uh, oftentimes when things like that occur, when we co-create things of that nature, you know, we take legal action. That's the process in America. You mm-hmm. take legal action if it's a legal if it's a if it's a legal matter, you take legal action. Lisa if said you, no. Okay, so I don't know what to tell you. You know, we can't, we, it's, it's unrealistic for us to demand anything from anyone. When I cook for people, I know this sounds really, this may sound trivial, but it's kind of on the same page. Mm. When I cook for people and I give them a bowl, a plastic bowl of something, I don't expect to get that bowl back. <laughs> Oh my God! Well, I mean, it's, what, are, what are our expectations of people? If someone, if someone, if someone physically assaulted me, I would be, honey, I would take an Amtrak to the next. I would take the a helicopter to the police station. Mm-hmm. You know, um, but that's neither here nor there. Uh, I, I would, you know, if you don't feel, you know, legal action is the way to go, and if you don't feel comfortable doing that, let it go. You cannot force anyone, especially someone violent, to do anything you expect them to do, especially apologize. Why would a violent person apologize to us? They, they meant it. Mm-hmm. You know, yes, go ahead. No, I want to acknowledge another, the, the flip side of this in terms of letting go. There are certain people in our lives um, who are also triggers. Uh, I mean, that may not be a word that you want to use, but there are certain people we know when we are in their presence that there are certain aspects or things or either actions or words that are part of their pattern. That's not to, uh, what's the word I'm looking for? That's not to uh, negate who they are, because one of my favorite quotes in the world is Maya Angelou, when someone shows you who they are, believe them. We know who some of these people are. Mm-hmm. And yet, and this goes to another aspect of your book, when you talk about the stories that we tell over and over again, it's the same thing with us going back to these people and allowing these stories that are repetitive to happen again. I totally agree with you. Um, a person will only assault me once, once. Mm-hmm. Because then I'm gonna say that's unacceptable, never touch me like that again, and I'm out of here. Mm-hmm. I'm strong enough to be able to do so. You know, I can honestly say, I mean, in, and I hear about relationship, I, I am very, very fortunate. I mean, in almost 33 years, um, we have never hit each other or uh, assaulted each other. Although, 
I've given him good reason to do so on more than one occasion, <laughs> you know, but it, it, we respect each other enough to not go that route. And yet I know of relationships where people are, it's like George and Martha from Who's Afraid of Virginia Woolf every night of the week. I had two roommates years ago that were, I would come home and I would go to my room and shut the door because I was afraid of what was going to ensue before the evening was over. And I walked around for years on eggshells. And I'll tell another thing. I came to New York, I've told this story a million times when I was 18 years old. Um, I grew up in an alcoholic household. And when you live in that kind of an environment, so did I. You I'm are on my mother's side, not my father's side. On my mother's side, yeah. But my father, I ne um, my father would get off work on a uh, on Friday evening, and by seven o'clock on uh, in that evening, he would either be uh, passed out, or he would be in a bad mood, and oh a lot of his anger was taken out on me, being the oldest child, and uh, and then I came to New York. And my weekends were jam-packed with activities. And I didn't realize until almost 10 years into living in New York City that I was still internalizing, um, whether I was even aware of it or not, I wasn't aware of it, um, the anxiety that I used to feel on weekends. Mm -hmm, mm -hmm. And thank God I had a great therapist who got me through that so that I was able to let, let go uh, mm -hmm. of that aspect of my life. But mm -hmm. we all have, uh, I think most people have in their lives, someone who uh, either, you know, uh, does what they do. If they do it a second or a third time, it's because we've given them carte blanche to do so. Mm -hmm. Well, as children who have no place else to go, we, we, we tolerate it. I did it. You know, you know that feeling when you have an alcoholic parent and and for me, it was my mother. And when I would my grandparent, my grandmother hated my fraternal grandmother, hated driving me back home to her because she knew it was a terrible environment, you know, and legally she had to. And I remember dreading going home because I never knew which 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 Charlotte I was going to find when I got home. There's a lot of people I know that feel this way. You felt this way as a child. Oh, God, what's going to happen when I get home? What's she going to do to me when I get home? Am I going to find my bedroom torn up? Is she going to start on me the minute I get home? You know, is she going to hit me again? Is she going to start a fight? Is she going to slap me? Is she going to? And finally, my grandparents, you know, uh, made a deal with her when I was in high school. And it's in my book. You can read about it in my book. I won't tell the story, but it's in my book. The story's in my book about what happened and the violence and what led to me, um, my grandparents literally buying me from my mother. Mm. I had to still stay there for a couple of months so they could, I found out later, not until I was in my thirties that I find this out that my grandparents had to save up the money to buy me from her, to get me out of here or she wouldn't let me go. So yes, we grew up with, we grew up with innate darkness in our environment and it, and it's traumatic. It has, it reverberates. And, you know, something else I was going to mention, uh, because I was going to mention those negative stories that we perpetuate and they go on and on and on. Well, guess what? That's um, um, the next chapter I was going to refer to 
is the one on that starts at 174 slanderous language descriptions and titles mm -hmm. you know that and then we get into that really slanderous language the, the people that you know i work with them you know people that uh complain and to every cause dissension and you know have angry outbursts all the time and and it, every, we're all just supposed to put up with it or they come in in a bad mood and we're all just supposed to put up with it i do it every day i deal with that every day on my uh, civilian job so yeah yes that is that is that is i use the term evil loosely it's really the darkness it's really the darkness within us and it is evil because it negatively affects other people in our environment that it's the energy of it mm -hmm. it's the energy of it and people that um yes yes pam stirring the pot yes exactly or 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 um, starting up something starting up the whirlwind yes yes and they're they're anybody who's done um the artist way they're crazy makers yes there's lots of different kinds there's lots of different kinds of crazy makers, right? Uh, yeah, the 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 dark crazy makers are the ones that come in and go, "How are you? Annoyed? How's your day? Horrible." And that's how it starts, and that's what you get for the rest of the day: horrible and annoyed. Mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. And they're determined. Nobody does anything about it. No, knows those the superiors don't do anything about it. They'll go have a talk. Hey, listen, you really need to knock it off and be nicer to people. Okay. And then they walk out of the office and they're just the same people they were before they walked in the office and got a lecture. These people, <laughs> these people, people are, we can't change anybody but ourselves. We can't control anyone but ourselves. Everybody knows that. Yet we, I think in the back of our minds, we still think we can, you know, oh, well, I'm going to show them by example. Well, screw that. Just be yourself. Just be a nice person and don't even think about being an example for all those people. Because guess what? They don't want it. They don't want your example. <laughs> they are who they are and they're going to, they think what they think and they believe what they believe and they're going to do what they do. You know, we just got to be us. We just got to be us and uh, be the aware ones and let stuff go constantly because these are people that never let anything go. Ever. Mm -hmm. Uh-huh. Now, I, I am processing everything you're saying. There, there, are certain, uh -huh. there was a, someone who was in my life years ago and always used to, if, if there, um, well, I'll, I'll mention Carol Channing again, who's there with the flashing lights behind your head. Uh, but anytime something was negative, written negatively about her in the paper, and it happened a lot, um, he would send them to me. And I would say, why are you sending this to me? Because you know that she's a friend of mine and you know that this is going to upset me. Mm -hmm. And well, I think you should know about this. Well, I don't want to know about it. Yeah. You know, it's like that idea. My grandmother used to say, what people think of you is none of your business. Um, let it go. Do, is it going to add to, how is it going to elevate me? How is it going to bring me up? And there are even, you know, on uh, Facebook, there is a, a device. I don't know if any of you use it where you can snooze somebody for 30 days, or you can say, um, I need a break. There's also that uh, action now. That's a new thing that they've taken, where you can just take a break from seeing that person's post because there are certain people out there and everything is negative, 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 negative. And that, we, we bring that into our uh, bodies and our souls. 
if we're seeing this on a constant basis. Um, I know that you have no control. Uh, maybe you do uh, in terms of the people that you work with, and you do. Well, that's we. It's not. It's not me. It's all of us. Yes. We we don't have control over people unless we're a boss and can fire people. We exactly. we all of us we we all have people like it's not just work it's everywhere. We <clears throat> we all I'm sure I I don't know one person that has a, an environment where everybody's pleasant and nobody's rude and everybody you know I don't know anybody. I had that. I you had for, that. I had a, I worked for a company. Um, this company, believe it or not. I'm not talking about just work, Richard. I'm talking about any any environment in our lives. But go ahead. Go ahead. With this particular company, they the book Biorhythms had come out. And so they mm -hmm. built their company based on that book. And they believe that certain people are better in the morning and some people are better in the evening and some mm -hmm. people, you know, it changes. <laughs> so what they did, our um, what they required of all of us is that we would put in a 40 hour work week. When those hours were, were up to us. So we were not obligated to work nine to five uh, or eight to four. Um, we came in to the office when it worked for us. Believe it or not, the company ran like a well-oiled machine. There were never any issues. Everybody was in a good mood in the office. It was literally like going to a party every single, I couldn't wait to get to work. I love the job because I could right. go in at any given time and I never knew who would be there at, at any specific time either. Um, and I know that every company cannot work that way. There'd be chaos in the world if every company worked that way. But this was a small um, company and they knew what they were doing and it worked in that uh, type of environment. And I think that, First of all, when someone is a bull, and we put up with things sometimes, Casera, because, well, that person does great job. Uh, this aspect of that person's life is wonderful. Uh, but, and you know this, because you and I have talked about this, there are people that I still do business with that I need to let go of. And I know that I need to let go of them. Yeah. Uh, because of the negativity that comes the work may be great, but the negativity that comes with it is even higher. Well, you're, I think, well, here's the thing. We, you know, I don't like the word need. Sometimes it slips out of my mouth because it's all that that people understand. Right. If I use a term, listen, people, all of you, list, all my all my LTGers out there. <laughs> if I use the word desire or require on my job, they would fire me. They would they would go, "What do you mean you require this from me?" You know. <laughs> so uh, can I just say something to you? Absolutely. Richard, Richard Skipper. It's I I feel that it, it's not a matter of needing to let go of certain people because I know exactly you I know you. We know what you're talking about. It's it's your desires for your for yourself and your career and your environment and what's required to achieve that. Mm-hmm. It's not just I need to let some people go. It's 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 deeper than that. Mm -hmm, mm -hmm. It's deeper. It's deeper. And we and we all experience that. What is my personal? I'm I mean I'm I'm working through something of my, myself. Or I'm I'm evolving through something myself in my personal life about what I desire and require. I told you I'm married. 
That's true. That's true. That's why we that dream. That's so funny. No, but you, but you know, in my where you know, it just I'm not going to go into the details yet. I'm working. I'm I'm looking at that too. Mm-hmm. You know, and it has to do with location. It has to do with where I physically live. You know, and what because I've lived you know in New York and L.A. and Dallas and Cozumel for a minute and here and you know, and I'm and I'm looking at what's best for me, and also you know, um, what's what's also best for the people closest to me that that miss me that I miss, you know, I'm looking at that. I'm going, well, what? and I'm leaving it, you know, I'm do, I'm doing my prayer, my, what I do, I'm doing my own prayer work and, and I'm getting out of my own way and allowing higher consciousness to talk to me, mm-hmm. you know, and that's what happened yesterday when I, when I snapped at the person that yelled at me, I got out of the way I I heard myself and I immediately jumped out of the way. I got out of the way and a higher consciousness immediately said, apologize right now. Just do it now. Just get it out of the way. And I didn't mention what she did. I didn't mention her part of it. I just did my part of it. I did my side of it. Um, there's so many aspects and levels I call you know I live on an island. We all have our we're all an island, and there's so many sea levels to the water around my island. Mm-hmm. And and I you know they're 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 deep and there's some are calm and some are swirly, and it's all about our thoughts and emotions, and how our our knee jerk reactions from those moments. Mm-hmm. And I mm-hmm. write in our book my book about being mindful. I just read it. It 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 calls for us being more mindful in the moment, taking lots of deep breaths and stopping, just stopping ourselves for a moment and collecting ourselves because that's all we've really got. We're not that other person. Yes, we're all interconnected. Yes, we are. We're all interconnected. Yet we are the keepers and the, you know, the uh, directors of our own, our own uh, higher selves. And our own reactions, our own thoughts, feelings, beliefs, language, and reactions. We're, we are responsible for our part of it. Absolutely. I, I haven't heard anybody. I'm, I'm interested to hear what people have to say about their anything they feel is part of their innate darkness. I'll bring up a couple of comments. Uh, this is from Alan. Uh-huh. can't see it Uh, so we can acknowledge our innate inherent dark side but be conscious about avoiding uh uh hurting someone editing negative thoughts and monitoring our behavior uh, does alan have the book um i think i i don't know if alan has the book or not i think he does the basic considerations is what we express uplifting life affirming kind etc uh alan do you have the book uh we'll find out in a moment uh, but, uh, again, we are, uh, we having our own island, we're also, uh, yes. Oh, good. Alan does have the book. Thank you, yes. Alan. Yes. Thank you, Alan. Um, I, I, I didn't know where we were, people are coming from and if you're on my page. Thank you, Alan. That was wonderful. As our own island or our own, I call it my own production company. Mm-hmm. We are, uh, we allow 
who we will allow in our production company. There was a woman in my life who was uh, a little out there. To put, uh, I don't know the right words to use without offending somebody, she, but she was out there and she didn't have a censor. And she would say things that would just pop into her head. And which and they and a lot of times she would say the most inopportune uh, thing uh, or the most inappropriate thing at the worst moment. And she was crazy for this. And uh, Danny and I used to throw a summer barbecue. And in our parties, everybody was here from every walk of life. Uh, you know, uh, famous people, non-famous people, uh, gay, straight, uh, transgendered, non-binary. Everything was at our parties. So she called me up one time and she said, are you having your party? And I said, yes. She said, do you mind if I bring a friend? And I said, no, I, that's absolutely fine. So she called me up and she said, I had to tell her that you and Danny were gay. I said, well, why did you have to tell her that? Obviously she would know that, I guess, as soon as she met us or something. <laughs> um, but would, would you call somebody and say, we've been invited to a party but they're black or they're Asian or they're Irish or they're any of these things. Why did she feel a need to call this person to say, you know, we're invited to this party, but they're gay. Um, and so she was here at the party and somebody who was here, who has since passed on, um, who was transitioning at the time, she made a nasty comment to her friend about this person as they walked by. And I walked over and I took their plates from them. And I said, I hope you've had a good time, but I'd like you to leave now. Because our home is a safe haven for everybody. And I don't want anyone to feel uncomfortable because they overheard something that you had. Now, this was something that happened to me. And then I heard on this documentary about Maya Angelou that she was throwing a big party. Oprah Winfrey tells this story. And Maya Angelou walked over to the person and said, um, did you come with someone? Do you have a coat? Do you have a hat? Uh, please let me know because I'm getting those things now because my house is for everybody, but not for people who are going to pull away from that. And a lot of times, and this is something I want to ask you about, uh, we are not exactly islands because we are all, as you just said, also interconnected with one another. Well, uh, let me, let me, let me I, just... I, I, I want to finish this question and then I'm going to be quiet so you can answer all of it. But okay. when you see a situation where someone is being disrespectful or hurtful to another person, do you keep quiet or do you acknowledge, you know, or do you call that person on it? It depends on the situation. The reason I use the terminology of everyone's an island, the one of the last allegedly the last words of the historic Buddha that we talk about, Gautama, Shakyamuni, you know, in India, the people that everybody referred to as the Buddha. He, by the way, he was not the only Buddha in existence. Buddhas have been on, have come and gone for eons for. Mm -hmm years and years and years. He's the one that we just know about. And, and Nitran Daishonin is a Buddha of the latter day who that's the Buddhism I practice, which was derived from the historic Buddha. The Buddha said before he died, and, and by the way, he died because 
someone offered him a bowl of mushrooms to eat, not knowing they were poisonous. And all of the Buddha's disciples were angry with this, very angry with this man. Oh, you're, you, you're killing the Buddha. And, and Gautama said, or Shakyamuni, whatever you want to call him, Siddhartha, whatever you want to call him, said, how can you be so upset with someone that wanted to feed me? That gave me a gift. Mm. And he's some of one of his last some of his last words were. Be an island. Do not look to anyone outside yourself for your salvation. And or your enlightenment. That's what I mind. That's what I'm saying when I say we're all islands. Mm -hmm, mm -hmm, we mm -hmm. are each responsible for our own enlightenment, whatever you call salvation, whatever you want to call it. We are each responsible for that. Richard is not responsible for my enlightenment and I'm not responsible for his. You know, we're each I responsible for our own. So that's where I get the term island. Uh, you know, I, there has there have been in, there have been incidences at work where we have somebody that just lashes out at everybody. And I almost stepped in the other day and then I left it alone because here's why. People will not go stand up for themselves in a, in, especially in a professional setting, if we do it for them. And if they want to do something about it, if they want to change their environment, especially when there's a possibility that they can through the through authorities or through data figures, then they have to take charge when they're young and learn how to do that. Not to not expect everyone else to go do it for them. Mm -hmm, mm -hmm. They have to be an island and take responsibility for what had they just co-created. Now, if somebody's hitting someone or throwing stuff, oh yeah, you better believe I'm going to jump in there, honey. I have my self-defense certificate. <laughs> Good for you. And I have a little weapon on my uh, keychain. Oh yeah, oh yeah. But <laughs> you just. I would totally jump in and a light bulb turn off. And huh? that is, you just said something and a light bulb oh, okay. turn off. And this is uh -huh. a message for all of us tonight um, that we, that, um, and you know, and I don't want to paraphrase what you've said, but it's that I don't look to you for my enlightenment uh, or anyone else for that matter. We mm -hmm. need, all of us need to find it within ourselves. And once you have it within yourself, you can put it out into the world as well. You know, I'm watching, somebody just said uh, that she, where are you? Natasha? Oh, Howard, Howard. <laughs> Hi, Howard. Howard said that, that uh, I, I try very hard to never comment on people's weight or appearance ever. Years ago, I complimented a friend who lost weight and found out that he had been very sick. I am still told it's unhealthy to be overweight as if I'd never heard that before. And then who's Amphico? Howard, I have learned to do that myself. Uh, and you know what? Some some uh, an acquaintance and her sister came in who I know uh, where where I work um, for an appointment. And she goes, oh, hi. And her sister said, oh, and you've lost weight. I don't like it when people say that to me, Howard, either. <laughs> I mean, you know. It's because what it says is what what the meaning behind, oh, you lost weight is, oh, you 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 required to lose some weight and you finally did it. Mm. I prefer to say you look fabulous. And I always follow it up with not that you didn't before, yet you look really fabulous today. Mm -hmm. You know, yeah, people are touchy. 
And I don't blame them for being touchy. Yeah. I'm going to pull um, And by the way, uh, uh, by the way, you know, when I, I've, I've had some celebrations at home in Dallas, especially where I invited everybody and they had a great time. My parents, my father, my stepmother, her mother, who was native American, uh, some straight couples with their grown kids, uh, uh, gay couples, gay friends. And because that's who I am, that's my life. And I invite everybody and nobody cares. And I don't call everybody go, Oh, by the way, some gay people are coming. Oh, by the way, some straight people are coming, you know, just be aware. I don't even go there. I just invite and they all show up and they all have a great time. When I used to sing in gay owned bars, my father and my brother used to come see me in gay bars. And the yeah. only thing my father said was, is it safe to go to the bathroom? I'm like, yes, dad. just go to the bathroom. <laughs> But, you know, I'll tell you, the night that my parents met Danny, I was performing in Myrtle Beach, South Carolina as Judy Garland. <laughs> so it was the first time that my parents were seeing me, first of all, in drag. They mm -hmm. were, it was the, my sister went to get my parents to come to the uh, show and it was a late show. It was an 11 o'clock show. And my parents were already in bed when my sister went to pick them up. And my parents, my mom said, I'm not going to a gay bar. And my sister said, this is your son. You're going to go. I'm going to make sure you're going to go. Oh, my, parents, shoot. my parents came. They met Danny for the first time that night. And mm -hmm. the next night, my, my dad came back with my sister to see the show a second night. <laughs> he had a great time. It. You know, I love it. So we're well. Uh, we're gonna run out of time, but you want yeah, to do we a are. meditation before we end? Does every anybody want to do a little quick meditation about letting go of the um, looking, embracing the some of the darkness within ourselves and making peace with it and moving on? Anybody? I think, I think so. I think everybody. Yes. Will. No. Thank uh, you, Dan. Uh, unless you want to read from your book, that that could be a meditative process as well. I think I want to read. I'm not getting any answers from anybody. Okay. Oh, everybody says, sure. Okay. All right. Sure. All right. Okay. Before I read, we're going to do meditation. And how, why don't we end after the meditation? I just want to, as we were, we're going to talk about this later. Um, uh, I, I just feel compelled to read this from page 174, the, the chapter on slanderous, slanderous language descriptions and titles. Um, and, and it just so happens that there's a quote from Gautama Siddhartha on the top of the page. Words have the power to both destroy and heal. When we are both true and kind, they can change our world. And I write, language is powerful. Thoughts, feelings, and words become things. The way we describe ourselves and others and talk about the label ourselves, uh, talk about and label ourselves and others creates and emits an energy that journeys out into the universe and bring and brings boomerang like matches. Yeah. Uh, a great example is the word spell. When it is described as a magical incantation, when we speak, we are figuratively casting spells. Just want to say that. Let's meditate, shall we? Mm -hmm. Everybody put your hands up like this. Right, just on your lap. I just want you to know that just put your hands down your lap if you want to, but make sure they're up like this. Take a deep breath, close your eyes. 
Ah. <sighs> deep breath. <sighs> Imagine your chakra channel, your prana tube, breathing in that glorious, universal, divine air from above your head. Bringing it through your body, through your crown chakra, your third eye, through your, sho your shoulders, your throat chakra. Breathing it down through your heart chakra, your tummy, your solar plexus, your sacral chakra, which is your sexual chakra. Down through your anal area which is your grounding area down through your feet you're bringing it back up Ooh, through your crown chakra it goes through the universe for all infinity and when it comes to your feet it goes through all infinity just breathe that in so just as this powerful Soothing universal energy runs through our entire bodies, through all of our energetic bodies and out into the universe and back again. So can our mercy and our compassion for ourselves run through our bodies, our physical body and our energetic bodies. The compassion for ourselves. The compassion to envelop and embrace all aspects of ourselves and remember we're all unicorns which makes everybody else a unicorn and we can all have compassion for all the other unicorns around us and on the planet we pick our battles the first thing we must remember is to first have compassion for ourselves and embrace every aspect of ourselves. For then it's possible to embrace other unicorns and have compassion for them as well. Let's imagine us embracing ourselves, being compassionate with ourselves, and imagine this energy emitting out like a magic mist from our heart chakra middle of our chest, imagine it misting out, smoking out from our bodies, through the room we're sitting in, out of the walls, out of the doors, out of the windows, through our roofs, through the floor, misting out to our neighbors on the street, Misting out through our neighborhood, that loving, compassionate, embracing energy. <sighs> embracing our city, our town. Embracing the next town over, the countryside, the cities and towns in our state. Watch that loving, compassionate mist just roll over everything around us through our country over the waters, 
with the other countries on our planet. This loving, loving, violet, loving, violet, pink energy just enveloping our planet and loving and embracing everything with compassion. Mentally come back into your mind, into your head, into your body. Leave that mist out there. Let the planet have that mist as a gift, that healing energy as a gift. Without expecting anything back, just let it go. Bring yourself into your body. Wiggle your toes, wiggle your fingers. Another breath. Ah. When you're ready, open your eyes. Gather yourself a little bit. Would anybody like to share about something they just let go of? Richard? I want to go back to something you said earlier, and that is to the enlightenment that's in within each of us mm -hmm. and to let go of every the expectations that I put on other people mm -hmm. for to increase or to add to that enlightenment. So that's something that I will work on uh, in the coming days. Um, before we do wrap up tonight, uh, I want to say a couple of things. Erin uh, Galore, thank you for being with us tonight. Hi, Erin. Um, and Erin will be joining us next Sunday. Am I correct? No, next next set. I'm sorry, I didn't mean to start that with. No, the following the following week. The following yeah, week. actually, next Sunday is about letting go of the ghosts in our past. Yes. And then the following Sunday is our next full moon show which Aaron will be helping us facilitate. And he will have his singing bell and we'll do, we decided to do a little bit longer meditation at the end of that one. Yeah. Okay. So I'm not going to end. I think that's a great way to end the show. I want to thank everybody for watching. Thank you so much, everybody. I, I don't have time to mention everybody. You know who you are. Thank you so much. This was so fun. And I'm so glad you're enjoying this because that's the whole point. If you didn't, we wouldn't be doing it. We'll Thank see you. you next Sunday, right? I love you. And I love you more. I'm married. I'll talk to you later. <laughs> Bye, everybody. It is Ryan here, and I have a question for you. What do you do when you win? 
Like, are you a fist pumper, a woohooer, a hand clapper, a high fiver? I kind of like the high five, but if you want to hone in on those winning moves, check out Chumba Casino. At chumbacasino.com, choose from hundreds of social casino style games for your chance to redeem serious cash prizes. There are new game releases weekly, plus free daily bonuses. So don't wait. Start having the most fun ever at chumbacasino.com. No purchase necessary. DTW, Void were prohibited by law. See terms and conditions 18 plus.